This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com slash 14 Opie. Use the promo code 14 Opie to get 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's why they are America's number one meal kit. Welcome to my little live stream from the ocean. It's been a, it's been a bit, huh? It's been about a week or so. What's up, uh, Tim McConnell? You are first on the Facebook, my friend. It's good to see you. Welcome. What's up, Nick and Karen Good Williams? And uh, you're home with COVID. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, Tim McConnell. Tim McConnell, one of the good guys. Hold on, let me give uh, bragging rights to L. Richard oh, Richardson. What's going on, L. Richard? How are you, buddy? Uh, welcome to the live stream. Um, wow, you're home with COVID. Were you vaccinated? Are you feeling all right? What's going on? I need to know more there, Tim. Oh, uh, you are vaccinated? All right. Still sucks, obviously. Um, you know, the debate over the vaccine continues. There's no debate going on in my house. No debate going on with the people I hang out with. We're all in agreement that uh, you should get vaccinated. I can't, I can't debate that shit anymore. One of the things that happened um, during the little time off I took, good friend of mine, his sister died of COVID. I never met the sister. She lives in Florida. Typical situation. Lives in Florida. Didn't believe in the vaccination. Didn't get vaccinated, 50-something years old, died of COVID a couple days ago. That's what uh, a lot of us are dealing with. I just feel really, really bad for my friend. And then he told me there's another two or three down in Florida that he's kind of related to, uh, sort of. You know, there's like father-in-laws, like uh, mother-in-laws. I want to keep it a little vague for him to keep his privacy. But uh, she was one of... Three or four that died in that family down there in Florida, and they all were people that did not believe in the uh, the vaccine. That is a fact. And uh, my friend is really frustrated, really, really fucking frustrated. He just thought uh, you should get vaccinated, and let's not make it political. So he's actually dealing with the real thing that probably should not have happened. Karen Gold Williams listening. Uh, to morning radio, Howard was actually live. Howard Stern's back live. He was talking about how he's old and his dick gets flaccid. <laughs> Jesus. 
Shave your head, dude. Gives you a rugged look. I'll put Sonny on the big screen. What's going on, Sonny? Yeah, this. Uh, I, I was supposed to shave my head and cut my hair months ago. This is a rare occasion where it's it's down and out with no hat, no sunglasses. I also got myself an umbrella just in time to wrap up the whole um, ocean scene and move back to the glass box studio in New York City. Did you fish during your time off? Not much. Not much, Ken Mosca. I um, I gotta be honest, man. My fishing was uh, was way down this summer, as you know, because um, a lot of you follow me on the Instagram. I usually I usually post a lot of fishing stuff, and uh, I really haven't fished that much. I, I go down to the water every once in a while with some lures and throw lures for about fifteen or twenty minutes. And uh, that's about it. But I wasn't dealing with the bait. I wasn't dealing with the bait stealers, which are the sea robins and the uh, the sand sharks slash dogfish. Um, for whatever reason, I, I tapped out this summer and didn't get a lot of fishing in. But the fall run is about a month away, and I'll be out here for that. That's when all the striped bass start leaving the area. And, um, man, it gets festive out here with everybody on the sand in their Jeeps going up and down, looking for something special in the water. Then they stop their Jeep. They put down their giant coffee and they start fishing, and uh, you can pull out a lot, a lot of striped bass in a very short period of time. So I'm looking forward to that. Doggy's having a flashback back there. <laughs> Dog, doggy got attacked again. Oh my god! So if, if you've been following along, uh, there was a pretty significant attack by my neighbor's dog uh, about two or three houses down. Um, that was like in the middle of summer. It was pretty bad. Doggy got bit on the butt and the tail, and we were really, really scared because this dog was a lot bigger than Doggy. Got the best of him, and then Doggy ran back to us only on three legs, so we were really, really scared that he broke his leg. Turned out it was just uh, a couple bad bites. The bites were bad. My neighbor slash friend were friends. He felt really bad. He's got a bunch of girls. They were crying all night. Because they were really upset that that whole thing happened. Because it was like a horror scene on the beach. So we got past that. And then I think it was two days ago now. Maybe three. Three days ago. My whole family's sitting out on the beach. We're just chilling. It's late in the day. Uh, late in the day it's really cool. Because everybody goes home. And then it's just kind of the locals. People that own houses. And you know we walked each other's umbrellas. And have a beer. And catch up. As the sun's going down. And as all the kids get their last swim in. It's, it's just it's just awesome to be completely honest with you talking about living in the moment and um, I'm I have my back turned I'm sitting next to my wife we're talking my wife describes it like this that same dog saw doggy uh, doggy was at a disadvantage because we had a, a spike in the ground and he was on a chain or a long leash I should say so he can move around but not uh, bother people so he was stuck my wife describes it as this dog came out of nowhere, like out of a horror movie, started charging at, uh, at Doggy from a, a far away. And then my neighbor's wife goes, oh my God, he's going for Doggy. But you know, she used uh, my dog's real name. She goes sprinting after the dog. This thing is a big, big, scary dog. I think it's a scary dog because it, it attacked Doggy uh, earlier in the summer gets to doggy and then it's just an all-out fucking fight 
I can't get Doggy off the chain so he can run away from this whole scene. So then I lift Doggy all the way up in the air because I, I heard a horror story from another neighbor and another friend of mine uh, about dogs will latch on to the neck and they, they could kill you instantly. He told this horrific story uh, with a pit bull. He lives in Brooklyn. Uh, did I tell that story? Basically, this lady was walking by with a foo-foo dog. There was a pit bull also on a leash. They they sniffed around or whatever, and then the pit bull instantly latched on to this dog's neck and snapped it in half, and this dog was dead immediately. This guy tells me this story like at the beginning of summer, and I never forgot it. So with these two attacks, with Doggy, I was paranoid, and I, I had that story in the back of my head. So I lifted Doggy all the way up off the ground with my bad back. He's, he's about 80 pounds now. So this dog can't get at his neck because I can't get Doggy off the leash. So I don't. I didn't know what else to do, as the owners were running towards us to try to, you know, grab their dog. And then their dog got so pissed off that it bit me. I, I more of a nip, but a good nip on the upper uh, upper right thigh of mine, and then nipped me on my left knee. I'm like, what the fuck? This dog's biting me. And uh, long story short, we separated the dogs. Doggy was scared the rest of the day. Wouldn't even come and sit next to us anymore. Didn't want to be in the area. Uh, I guess I guess what happened was this dog got out. Because they kind of know that it's a little aggressive. And they were sitting at the beach, you know, hanging out with their kids and their friends. And uh, all of a sudden they're like, is that blank? And they were confused. And I guess it got out from up here at the houses and ran down the beach and went right for Doggy. This dog hates my dog. Hates my dog. Like uh, like when my dog is on this deck and their dog is on their deck about, uh, actually it's three houses away, he'll bark like a lunatic. He just wants to get at Doggy. Ellis <laughs> from Philly. What's up, Ellis? How are you, buddy? That neighbor's dog needs to be put down. 0 for 2, man. 0 for 2. They don't, they don't bring him down to the beach a lot. So they were very, very surprised that it got out. And then, and then the neighbor comes over, and it's just awkward because we really like each other. But now it's becoming a thing. Like, we're really, really frustrated. We're really, like, thinking, is your dog eventually going to kill my dog? What's going on here? <laughs> What's up, Pat Tuffy? <laughs> Holy shit, good morning from Point Break. I think I decided to go with this look today because the hair is definitely coming off, and I, I think I want a record. I want a record that I, I actually grew my hair this long at my stupid age. It's, it, do, it, it doesn't make sense. And then Doggy. So uh, we got giant seagulls out here. Of course we do. We live, we live in the ocean. I mean giant, though. These things get incredibly big. And when we're just chilling out at the house... We'll keep the screen doors wide open so uh, Doggy could, you know, come in and out, sniff around on the deck, make him think that he's the king of the castle, start barking at anything that moves out there, and then uh, he'll go out and drink some water and, you know, eat his food. So we're all tired. We're all just chilling out. Oh, it was after we had some friends over and we had a, a, an amazing uh, beach fire. Oh, that was awesome, too. But anyway, watching Shooting Stars. Oh, my God blessed to have this just sitting out there beach fire with friends nice and easy and the stars were just lit up because we're so far from the city that you really get to see uh 
everything going on up there. Every once in a while, you'll see satellites if you're looking. If you really study the sky, you can see the satellites going by. And then uh, we actually saw a few shooting stars, and there were a couple planets out there. I don't know. I think it was Jupiter and Mars. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, after that glorious night, and we stayed up really, really late. We're just chilling out. The, the, the screen door is open. Doggy's going back and forth. And all of a sudden, I'm on the couch, and I see a giant seagull comes comes uh, down and lands on the on the railing. And what they do is, they're when they're a little hungry, they know they could always get doggy's food. So the seagull went for doggy's food, and I'm like, doggy seagull, you know. I got I get his attention. And I kind of point, even though dogs don't understand pointing. I, I don't understand that. Why don't dogs understand pointing? But I got his attention. Basically, he saw the seagull going for his food. Doggy runs out of the house. I'm thinking. It's really tough to trap a bird. We all know that. Oh, oh, we had a bird in the house, though. Oh, my God. I got too much shit to tell you guys. Um, while my wife was meditating, which was really, really strange, because that was, that was some kind of sign. Stupid sparrow comes in our house. Oh, my God. She's meditating downstairs. I open the door, and I go, what are you weirdos meditating about? We got a bird in the house now. And they're all laughing and laughing, and now I got to try to catch a sparrow, and the stupid sparrow's not smart enough to understand windows yet, so it's just banging into the window over and over again with its little dumb beak. So I get a I get a dish towel and I throw it on Sparrow, and uh, and Sparrow goes down and and uh, is now in the in the towel, and I put him outside all nice, put him on the railing. And he's just hanging out there, and now he's um, he's eating bird seed out of my hand. But I'm thinking that's not a good sign. That means he's in shock or hurt. I'm like, fuck. Now I got to find some old bird lady that takes care of birds and gets them back into good health, so we can release them. That's what I'm thinking. And then I'm thinking we got to get a shoe box, and then we got to get white bread. And I think you take an eyedropper and you make the white bread all moist with milk. And I think they eat that. Trying to remember because this is what we did as a as a as a kids. We would save stupid birds and bring it to the old bird lady, and she would uh, nurse them back to health and release them. But anyway, Sparrow's like, I don't need your stupid help. I just need a break because I was slamming into a window for the last ten or fifteen minutes. So uh, the bird just took off and flew into one of these weird Christmas trees that just grow randomly out here. So that bird was all right. All right, back to the seagull. So Doggy gets uh, wind that the seagull's eating his uh, food, runs out onto the deck. Seagull panics and takes off, but then goes sideways. And I don't know if you can see this in the live stream, but I got these um, I got this metal wiring that are like four inches apart. And the damn seagull, I guess because it panicked, instead of going up, it went sideways into the... Uh, <laughs> Gary Krasinski, <laughs> an illustrated book about birds. Very nice, a little uh, Nirvana unplugged. Um, but it didn't go up, it went sideways and slammed into these metal wirings that is uh, on my deck. And then it's trying to squeeze through the metal wirings and gets stuck and now it's trying to squeeze its stupid seagull body through the damn thing and it can't. I'm like, oh my God, now Doggy's in full attack mode because he's like, fuck this, man. I've had it with things attacking me. 
now we have to pull Doggy off the seagull because he's really going to going in for the kill. And then the seagull gets out from being caught in the in the wire hanger, goes to fly, and goes thump, and falls out of the sky onto my neighbor's deck. And I'm like, holy shit, this seagull is hurt. So now I'm I'm thinking about the past when I was uh, debating taking the shovel to the uh, to the the hurt seal on the beach. You guys might remember that if you're old timers to the Opie Radio podcast. So now my thoughts are, oh my god, now this seagull is hurt on my neighbor's deck. They're gonna come out any minute to see what the fuck is going on, right? So I'm thinking I should get a shovel. And I'm thinking now I'm going to put this seagull out of its uh, misery in front of my neighbors, in front of my kids, in front of my wife. But I'm like, what else? You got? You can't let the thing suffer. A seagull without a without a wing, that's that's no bueno. So I'm debating that the thing is trying to flop. You know how it like you realize how useless birds are if their wings don't work because they then try to walk like humans and they look ridiculous. And just when I'm thinking, oh, my God, we, for real, we got to put this seagull out of its misery. I was thinking to get a big beach towel, throw it around the seagull, and then bring it down to the shore and just, I don't know, do some kind of mafia move, I guess, to put it out of its misery. And then, long story short, the seagull's like, I think I'm okay now. But that thump from up way up here to way down there was not good. And the thing took off and yes it flew into the stupid christmas tree that just randomly grows out here so that was uh that was a bit of drama as well out here all right let me talk about hellofresh for a second go to hellofresh.com op14 use the code op14 for up to 14 free meals including free shipping Man, I love these guys. I've been uh, using them all summer long. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You skip trips to the grocery store, and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking very easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Really tasty, too, by the way. We all know fall is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save time. You'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping so you can get back to what really matters. And HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. The fall harvest is officially on with HelloFresh. Count on seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls. That sounds delicious. High-quality ingredients that travel from the farm to your front door in less than a week. Oh, my God, and HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients that ensure you won't spend money on excess food that ends up going in the trash. All right, enough. I really want you to try this. I did it all summer long, was very, very happy. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP14. Use the code OP14. For up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash OP14. Use the code OP14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Whatever happened to Soul Asylum? Runaway train, never look back. Fucking Soul Asylum was a massive band, and then they had a couple hits, and then that was it? That's all That's all they give us? 
Don't think Opie gives a shit about his hair. Hell nah. Hell nah. Like I said, I wanted I wanted a record of uh, this crazy ass, stupid, long, old, really old, I should add at this point, really old surfer look. I wanted a little record of it, I think. I think that's why. All right. I said really old. You didn't have to add the second really, you son of a bitch. I'm the best it's ever been. Bam, 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 bam. All right. Um, oh, I got to tell you about my new earbuds. I forgot. Okay, listen. Raycon. I love these things. And right now, you can get 15% off your Raycons. Go to buyraycon.com slash opie. That's buyraycon.com slash opie to save 15% off on Raycons. No matter how you're feeling about getting back out there, there's no denying it's an adjustment. When the world gets too loud, something I love to do is create my own soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. When I'm not listening to the waves out here, I threw in my Raycons. And I got to tell you, all right, I got to talk about Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street. And also, I'm really, really getting into Crosby, Stills, Nash, and sometimes Young. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. All right, I do use my Raycon earbuds to listen to some spa music to chill me the F out. Raycons are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. And unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Nah. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try. You'll see what I mean. If you're looking for some new earbuds, why don't you help the podcast and check out Raycons. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, you can get 15% off your Raycons. Just go to buy raycon that's r-a-y-c-o-n by the way buy raycon.com slash opie that's buy raycon.com slash opie to save 15 percent off on your raycons buy raycon.com slash opie and welcome to the opie radio podcast raycon and thank you for my earbuds i appreciate it buy raycon.com slash opie um someone asked me Oh, God. Someone asked me if I trust Dr. Fauci or Joe Rogan when it comes to info about the pandemic and the virus and the vaccine. I'm like, what planet do we live on? So I just tweeted, of course I trust Dr. Fauci over Joe Rogan. That's a no-brainer. And, I, you know, I got some questions for Dr. Fauci. I, I don't think he's perfect. I tweeted that. I don't know if I've ever gotten more hate in my life, which really, really uh, creeped me out. So I put a poll on my Twitter. I think it's almost done. And, um, and Fauci's winning, but barely. Fauci's like at 50%. People trust Fauci uh, 50%. Um, people trust Joe Rogan around 30%. And then I think a good answer is the third option, which is neither. And neither's coming in at 
20%. Look, we got one right here. You, how, how can you trust Joe Rogan over Dr. Fauci? Over Dr. Fauci. Nero win. Let's go to Nero win. I like the Nero win. Supports uh, a bunch of my stuff. Fauci's a fool, but I trust his medical advice more than Joe DMT Rogan. And then just because I answer that question, people are like, oh, you're still, you're still bitter because he, he never had you on his podcast. First of all, I did Joe Rogan's podcast, and I could say it another hundred times. There's actually, you can actually find it, but that doesn't um, matter to these people that love fake news and just want to say whatever the fuck they want. No, I'm not jealous that uh, I haven't been on Joe Rogan's podcast. I am not. Uh, I was asked a question. I answered it, and it bothered a lot of people for whatever reason, which is crazy to me. So clearly, Opie has been uh, gossiping with the other beach wives. <laughs> Wait, what, what is this? Hold on. What, what do you mean, other beach wives, you son of a bitch? About COVID conspiracies in between sips of, of the skinny martinis. Jesus, dude, what the fuck? Ah... <laughs> uh... Ope, any thoughts on these comedians um, dropping dead from bad coke or Omar Odin? Both are absolutely uh, horrible, man. You had what? A um, bunch of comedians got together. I don't know the Quigley uh, lady. I, I'm, I'm hearing she's, uh, she's talented, she's beautiful, and she's been uh, very, very nice to her fellow comedians. But she was doing, it looks like she was doing some coke with some friends. And uh, three of them died. And it looks like the, it was laced with uh, fentanyl, right? Look, there was a time I was a kid and there was a time I was taking my chances. But, man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know why you would be taking uh, those chances knowing that that fentanyl is all over the goddamn place. I'm not judging at all. And I, and I hope she makes a speedy recovery. And it sounds like she's on her way. But just incredibly, incredibly tragic. And it's weird because um, the comedy community finally found their line. I mean, they're in a tough spot, let's be honest. But some people have made uh, jokes about the whole situation. And a whole bunch of comics are basically saying you shouldn't joke about that. So they have finally found their line. And the line is, you know, protecting their own, I guess. But I, I think that's a bad spot for any uh, comedian to be in to, to announce what you can and can't joke about, to be honest with you. I personally wouldn't be joking about that type of thing, but uh, you could decide as a comedian that you're not going to go down that road and joke about it. But I don't know, man. I think that's a dangerous road as a comedian because they're the last line of defense with this cancel culture. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing to have a line as a comedian. Even, even if it's something as tragic as what happened out there in L.A. Uh, had it been a group of Rachel's. Uh, Rachel's good with the logic. I, I like Rachel a lot. I like a lot of you guys a lot. But Rachel seems to have what's called logic. And she's like a free thinker, which is very, very rare in this world. So uh, thank you to Rachel all the way up there in Minnesota. It's probably already snowing up there. Had it been a group of musicians or politicians, they would joke about it. Yeah, 100%. But because it's one of their fellow comedians, they're drawing the line that you shouldn't make fun of that. I, I, I mean, look, it's a tough spot to be in, obviously. But Michael K. Williams, man. I mean, he, he was dealing with, uh, 
he was dealing with a lot of uh, issues. Uh, he was he was fighting that that itch. He had that itch really really bad, and uh, there was a lot of times he fought it well, and other times he uh, he wasn't doing well with the fight. I think that's uh, human nature in general, right? I think we all go through some fights. We're fighting uh, demons, fighting things. A lot of times we do well, and then there's times we don't. And he wasn't doing well, and unfortunately that's what took him out. Uh, they're pretty much saying uh, that he OD'd. I'll say this. I loved Michael K. Williams as an actor. I think The Wire's my uh, favorite TV show of all time. He was unbelievable in that show. Uh, and then you think, ah, one hit, wonder. You know, what is he going to do after that? How, how does he beat that? And he gets pretty close to beating that with uh, Boardwalk Empire. And he was unbelievable on that show as well. And then it turns out he was just unbelievable in everything he fucking did. And we were fortunate enough to um, have him on the show uh, here and there over the years. And, uh, God, he was so awesome. He was so down to earth. He was so open. He was so honest. He was a really, really good person. He gave back to the community. And it's just a tragedy uh, to his friends and family that, uh, that he OD'd at, what, 54 years old? I remember the time we were scared to ask him, but he was on the show, and uh, he makes you feel comfortable, and you let your guard down a little bit, because some of these celebrities, you want to ask them stuff, and then they look at you like, how dare you ask me that? I'm an A-list celebrity. But uh, he, he, made, he made us feel comfortable, which makes for a, a good appearance on the show. And we felt good enough to ask him about his scars because he had a dramatic scar right down the middle of his uh, face. And, uh, man, the story he told was amazing. You know what? I believe that this scar turned out to be what it is is because... Um, I was I was given two opportunities to um to retaliate on this person that did that cut me. I had I'd never knew before in my entire life, but post this situation, um I had two opportunities. One per person offered to kill him for me, and all, all they said was, "Could you give me a picture of him and get an area where he where he was at?" I got the picture. I found out he hangs out in Crown Heights. I never gave them that information. I didn't want his blood on my hands. And another time I um I ran into him was um I went to a friend's house in Jersey and um he was there. What? What? Sitting there cuz me and mom, he's dead now. My friend who I, I went to go see is dead now. Um and um yeah, we used to hang out every Friday in Jersey. I go I drive to Jersey and go hit the bars and you know get that old Jersey club and you that that boom 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 boom. Punka That was my Friday night. I would leave Brooklyn and I would go out there, drive to their house. It's a house full of like dudes. They all, they all worked in. The, I think it was fresh out of college, you know, college dates, whatever. And they, I would go hang out with them on Friday. Nice group of guys. And one Friday, I went over there, and um, dude was sitting there in gym shorts, hanging out the house. And so um, my buddy introduced me to him, like, "Hey, Mike, this is so and so, so and so. This is Mike." I looked at him, said, "Hey, how you doing?" I looked at him. I just put my head down. I shook my head. Started laughing. I looked back at him. I said, "Boy, you don't remember me." He looked at me, he said, no. I said, I don't worry about it. maybe I got my wires crossed. I went back in the living room, I sat down, and I swear to you, 
you know, they do that same movie. They say the devil, the angel sits on your shoulders. I heard a voice say, go in the kitchen, get a butcher knife and stab him to death. Like I heard the voice in my head telling me to do that. And it scared me so bad that I had that kind of evil in me that I, I ran out the house. I didn't say goodbye. I just ran out the house and drove back to Brooklyn, like sobbing, crying like a fucking baby, man. Because I didn't like that, that I can go there. That, right. How ugly that was. Yeah, for yeah. Yeah. And it's weird he didn't remember you. That's... Yeah, that's yeah. insane. A drunken bar that's fight. Fucking yeah, that's insane. I had no clue. So he has no idea. He's probably and that guy, if he's still alive, he is probably you know has a no fan idea. of the wire, and he probably has no idea that yeah. he is no, the right. creator of, yeah. the, of the look. Ugh. That sounds like a scene from the wire. <laughs> well, if he's listening right now, brother, I thank you. <laughs> oh wow! High road. If you saw him again, would you? Now that you are who you are in your life, is would you tell him, "Look, you you in a way changed my life." Yes, I would, and I would also apologize to him. Apologize to him. Yeah, because the only reason that happened is because I was out of my out of my character. Sure, I'm not a, I'm not a violent person. I, I'm, I'm I was taught to you know walk away or to to, to defuse. I was my mother didn't raise me to fight with, to, to solve things with my hands. I'm I can't even fight really. I'm not. I'm, that's not my thing, you know. So um, the fact that I was out there popping shit as we say and and, and yeah. talking like I had all this <laughs> this this you know this shit to back it up was way out of character was the alcohol in me so I would let I would, I would like to apologize to him because that wasn't who I am was out of my, my character and then too I would say thank him because you know yeah this this shit turned out to be a little blessing in disguise you know when you woke up the next day and you're a handsome guy and you woke up the next day and you realize like oh my god look what happened to me last night what what were you, what were you thinking when you saw yourself for the first time after that well, I knew right off the bat that this was too much to try to deal with. Like this would this is shit that people crack up and have nervous breakdowns over. So I said, I'm not going there. Just I have a pimple. This is just a whitehead. It'll 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 go away in time. And I literally did not I didn't um like allow myself to feel what what, what had happened to me until I was on set one day. Um I did this movie called Mugshot. Right after Bullet, right after the movie I did with Tupac, I did a small movie called uh, Mugshot. And um in the scene my gang members, we, I, I, I was part of this gang, and I wanted to leave the gang. Once I was tired of living that lifestyle, and they didn't want me out the gang. They're like, once you in, you in for life. So they got me on the street, and they beat me up, and they, they um, took um, an ink marker and wrote, the leader of the gang took an ink marker and wrote his name and number on my forehead because I wasn't returning there called that nigga. This is who, in case you forgot who the my fucking number, my name is Rumor, and this is my number. They wrote it on my forehead, <laughs> and um, I had to come home in the scene and look in the mirror and deal with how these, my brothers disgraced my face. And I, I I cried so fucking much in that scene that after I came out the bathroom from doing the scene, there was not one dry eye in the room. And the director, he rapped that day. He said, you know what, everybody go home. This, this, we got this. Let's just, let's go home. That was the first and last time that I cried. And um, I got to give a shout out to my, to my big brother, man, Seal. Seal, the singer from mm -hmm. London. He, what he did for me, his his bravery to go out there in public and be a superstar with his 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 skin looking the way it was, and I heard I heard one time that I don't know if it was true or not, but somebody was saying that those were tribal markers from excuse me from Africa, and I was like, that's cool, tribal markers from Africa. I could I can get away with that shit. <laughs> I cut my I cut my hair off. I went bald. I cut. I had the flat top. You know. I cut all that shit off, and I kind of had a nice shaped head. So, okay, this works, and it kind of blended out the scar a little bit. It kind of worked, and so I went with that for for a lot of years. These are my tribal, my tribal scar. I did some ancestral research, and I found it's my people do. They cut their face like right. This. <laughs> yeah.
That's yeah, a, that's, boy, a, that's a great story. Jesus, be, be crazy to find out the guy who did that is now a plastic surgeon. You're funny. Oh, you never want to hear it that way. Oh, you never want to hear it that way. It's <laughs> really funny. But he will be missed. Just a just a horrible, horrible tragedy. That shouldn't have happened. We started this live stream with that, with my friend's sister dying of COVID because A, she lived in Florida. B, she didn't believe in the, the, the vaccine, so she didn't get vaccinated. C, being in her 50s. I don't think that should have happened. But then again, the Michael K. Williams, you could say, I don't think that should have happened. But, uh, you know, that addiction thing is, uh, is a, it, that's, a, that's a tough one. That's a real, real tough one. I'm sure he didn't want to die at 54 years old. Jeez. What's up, Joyce Collin? It's been a minute. How are you? Good luck to them. Weird to have some uh, dedicated quiet time, huh? I'm working from home until next year. I'm so happy. Good for you. This time last year, um, I felt bad for my kids, but I was excited that we were able to stay out here as we put them in online learning. And then we were able to kind of extend the, the, the beach thing. But um, all systems are go for their schools. All systems are go. I hope they know what they're talking about. Because I don't trust institutions in general. Because I think they got their own agenda. It's not fair because they had a video that we all watched and they're going to do this and this and this. So they're trying everything to keep uh, our kids safe. But they're also opening up the schools just like people are opening up their businesses and everything else because you're trying to save, in this case, the, the school because it's a private school. And, and if the kids stay online learning, then people can be like, why am I paying this money for this? So you know that's in their head as they made the decision to, to open up the schools and go back to in-person, in-person, excuse me, learning. So we're a little nervous. We're a little scared. We'll see how it goes. You know, and then, and then we got to decide if we get the kids vaccinated. They're just under the 12 thing, but they're going to open that up, I, I think, in the next month or two, I believe. That's what I'm hearing. Um, I really got to do my research on that. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll watch uh, Tucker Carlson, and, and he'll tell me, whether or not I should get my young kids uh, vaccinated. And, and then I guess I'll do whatever he says on his sh- No! <laughs> no! I will find... Whoa! You hear that? Goddamn umbrella just fell down. The hell, umbrella? I guess umbrella got mad. He's a, a he. Oh, how dare you call your umbrella a he, you sexist pig. I think my umbrella is a Tucker Carlson fan. No, I will not get my info from any cable news host. How about that? Look, see, this pissed pissed the guy off. (laughs) He got mad. You got mad at that, didn't you? Oh, he's saying it over and over again. He got so mad. Oh, Michael Murphy, don't get mad. I, I take a peek at Fox, I take a peek at the CNN, I take a peek at the MSNBC. I actually like um, Shepard Smith the best, and I'll tell you why. Because he does news, not just one topic for an hour, over and over again. He actually does news from around the world. So 
that's kind of my go-to because I, I I like to 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 watch a news program that has a whole bunch of different stories. So, uh, but Michael Murphy, you got mad at that. Relax, dude. If you if you watch Fox and you love Shepard Smith and you believe every word he's saying, then God bless you. I hope it works out for you. I don't care. I don't know you. All I'm saying when it comes to the uh, the vaccines for my young kids, I ain't I ain't trusting a, a cable news uh, host. That's for sure. I'm gonna trust my pediatrician. We know we know a couple pediatricians, so we'll get a little taste of that. Um, my nephew is a um, uh, a brain surgeon for real. Um, what does this have to do with COVID? I don't know, but he's very very knowledgeable, and he's uh, he he works at a hospital, so I'm sure he's coming in contact with a whole bunch of experts. So I'll talk to him, get a little taste of that. I'll talk to uh, Dr. Steve, and I'll go on the CDC website. And uh, and probably a couple other little things, and then I'll decide uh, when I get my kids vaccinated. My gut, I'm a little nervous to do it right away. As soon as they say, "Yeah, it's good," I'm a little nervous by that, of course. And then uh, and then we'll hopefully make the right decision. What are you gonna do, man? And then finally, we are arguing. Um, best rock and roll song with a saxophone in it. And uh, why this happened, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie to you. I can't lie. Every once in a while, every once in a while, um, I'm in a car with some uh, serious XM. And uh, there are a couple things. Oh, I got to say this. This is where I confuse the fuck out of people. Long story short, I, I was in a car with Sirius XM. And I had to get blood work because uh, this thing with the, with the Lyme disease from earlier in the summer... It was going back and forth. Um, I I got a, a pretty significant tick bite under my arm. Had the the classic bullseye. Doctor wasn't really really sure, um, so they put me on this medication that was just brutal. And then I got through the medication, and then my doctor didn't think I had Lyme disease. Chris, aka Fish Guy Photos, did not think I had Lyme disease. My brother, who's also a marine biologist, did not think I uh, had Lyme disease. And those two guys are experts because they get bit by ticks all the time. My brother, to the point where he got bit by a tick and he was allergic to meat for over a year. Look it up; it's a crazy one and the truth. So then my doctor he calls me. And he's like, "I don't feel good about this because if if uh, you were only on the medication for ten days." And if you do have a Lyme disease, then technically it's you, you need more treatment. I'd feel good if um, you went and got a blood test. I'm like, all right. So you get a screening for, uh, for ticks and you can see what kind of ticks, tick diseases you, you've gotten. So I'm like, all right. So I was in a car with Sirius. And I got to be honest with you. I listened to Howard Stern like he's... He, 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 he wants to be known as a great interviewer, and uh, it's really creepy because he's really changed his style, and he kind of he talks softly to his guests because he really wants them to open up and feel like it's an intimate conversation. And if you're having an intimate conversation, then they might talk about things they normally wouldn't talk about. But to be fair, I really, really liked it. I heard him talk to um, Mad Dog Russo, and I heard him talk to Dave Grohl. And both interviews were fucking great. What? Why would you say that, Hope? Because I try to be honest. You can't just be one thing. 
I don't like Howard. I don't like what he did to us. And I don't think he's the same Howard Stern as as he was in the past. But I had Sirius XM, decided to check it out. Uh, his interview with Mad Dog Russo was great. And his interview with uh, Dave Grohl was a fucking amazing. It was so damn good. And then I, uh, I decided to put on Yacht Rock and uh, stupid Jerry Rafferty uh, Baker Street comes on. That song is absolute. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Caitlyn Jenner vibes. Oh, is the kid growing his beard back immediately? Damn, hope you look awful. Another guy that wants to kiss me. Mikey wants to kiss me. I'll try to clean up my act, Mikey. So if we ever meet, you could attempt to kiss me. All right. Howard sucked since Artie left. Well, I don't know. Because I, I, the fact is, uh, over the years, I barely, barely listened to uh, Howard. So I'm not educated enough to tell you where the decline happened. But all I'm here to say is I had Sirius XM. I decided to listen to him for a little while. I was curious. And what I heard, I really, really liked as far as the interview uh, show goes. Okay. And then I was listening to Yacht Rock on the way home from getting my blood work. And uh, Jerry Rafferty... Baker Street comes on the damn radio, and I'm cranking a saxophone solo with all the windows down, and this stupid song put me in a, a good mood instantly. And you know, he's uh, he's one of the guys from Steeler's Wheel, right? Do you guys know that? little music knowledge? And you're like, who, who the fuck is Steeler's Wheel? Come on now, who's got it? Let's go. All right, we got the, uh, the reservoir... reservoir. Oh, my God. Is that another word I can't say? Let me try. Reservo- reservoir. Reservoir dogs. <laughs> I don't think I can say that word anymore. Reservoir. Reservoir. Reservoir, Re- reservoir dogs. Right. Yeah. Uh, stuck in the middle uh, with you was a Steelers Wheel song famously in Reservoir Dogs. Oh, my God. I lose it at the var part, right? Reservoir. Reservoir dogs. And then Jerry Rafferty moved on. And uh, he came up with that damn Baker Street with that saxophone solo, which I fucking love. So we've been debating. This is how boring life has gotten at the beach. Uh, what is the greatest rock and roll song with a saxophone in it? And then son of a bitch, someone comes up with Careless Whisper. And I'm like, ooh, that's pretty good, too. That's pretty good, too. And then, of course, you got to go Pink Floyd. Uh, they used the saxophone a bunch, but uh, I think uh, the best one was Money, right? The saxophone solo in Money is amazing. And then someone had to mention Billy Joel has that song with a saxophone. But I still think Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street, has the best saxophone solo of all time. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, Pat Duffy. I- I'm fighting this. Oh, t- all right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go to Roman first. Because this one I forgot about. Turn the Page has a saxophone solo in it. And that saxophone is absolutely amazing in that song by Bob Seger. And then Pat Duffy, a lot of people are trying to say, end of discussion, Benny Hill. (laughs) Benny Hill. Here's Pat. Pat Duffy says, Jungle Land, end of discussion. Ooh. Better than uh, Baker Street? Ah, man, am I losing this battle? Or let's go top five. You go Baker Street. Best saxophone. You go Careless Whisper. Who who sang uh, Careless Whisper? I forgot. Um, then you go uh, Jungle Land. 
then you, I think you got to go turn the page, excuse me, and then you finish up with uh, Pink Floyd Money. Is that a good top five list for best saxophone um, uh, solos? Nothing is better than Baker Street. Look at me and Nero. Opie and Nero in the morning. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, wham, did uh, Careless Whisper. Thank you. I should have known that, Tim Decker. Thank you. Yeah, you're not wrong, Pat Duffy. Uh, Jungle Land, yes, that sax comes in ridiculously hard at the end of that song. Gives you goosebumps. You're not wrong. So, by the way, the blood work came back. And it turns out there was drama with this Lyme disease for half the summer. I never had it. Never fucking had it. And I had to be on that crazy medication for 10 days that was just brutal on my stomach, my esophagus. Uh, I couldn't sleep basically for 10 days. I couldn't function for 10 days. And in the end, the blood work uh, came back. I never had Lyme disease. So the end of uh, that. But I'm just glad we did that for peace of mind. But I don't think there was any other way we could have done that because that stupid tick bike with the uh, the bullseye was like, it looked problematic. But I should have listened to my brother and Chris, a.k.a. Fish Guy Photos, and Dr. Steve. All three said, I don't think you have this thing. I had lemon disease instead. <laughs> I had lemon party disease instead. All right, guys, thank you so much. Um, take a peek at HelloFresh.com slash 14 Opie. Uh, you use the promo code 14 OP, you get 14 free meals plus free shipping. I love HelloFresh. Absolutely love them. It's, it's a meal kit program. All the ingredients fresh and then you sit there and you, and you make something really nice and it's real easy and it tastes really, really good. And they are America's number one meal kit. So, uh, so give them a peek. HelloFresh.com slash 14 OP, promo code 14 OP. Uh, big hi to the uh, private Facebook group. Sorry I haven't been around in a while, but I just wanted to kind of tap out for a bit and just take a breath or two. But we're back on a regular basis. And if you gave me a few bucks, I don't know if you did. I don't think anyone did. That's all right. Kind of all right. Uh, you know, school supplies aren't that expensive. Stupid Funko Pops aren't that expensive. We're all right. No, if you gave me a few bucks, thank you. It, uh, it keeps me uh, motivated to uh, turn this damn thing on every morning, all right? All right, guys, enjoy your day. Uh, we're out, and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow for sure. It's good to be back. Uh, thanks, guys. Boo 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 bo